The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and we've got Mitch Krumptich in the house. Hello, everyone. Today, we are joined by yet another very special guest. Today, we are joined by friend of the show, the man who needs no introduction but gets a very long introduction anyway, the man who has been working from home for two and a half weeks, the man who has a signed Angels jersey hanging up in his room. Uh, I don't know what year that the the team that signed that is from, but it's looking like mid-2000s. The man who, who, who really just cannot be described, Josh Cranowet. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> For your information, those are Angels legends. It's not a certain oh. year. Oh, okay. okay. Who do we got? I, I want to know. I mean, rattle off a few. Um, uh, Vladimir Guerrero's on there. Oh wow. Uh, Brian Downing. He doesn't sound That's very legendary. To me. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Downing, I think he sells insurance. <laughs> They're That's all my old accountant's name, actually. Yeah. Can't read signatures. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Josh, before we start, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, oh, great. My Twitter. Okay. Josh Cran. I've got some Sunny PHX fans on there now following me. Yeah, Shout that- out to you one (laughs) i think it's actually sundress dunks who was on our show last week (laughs) what's up nice uh yes follow josh on twitter at josh cran if that's still his twitter handle he changes it every other day and that's cran with a k people (laughs) yes josh cran with a k thank you (laughs) k-o-s-h-c-r-a-n yeah josh with a k cran with a c Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Josh Cran, K R A N, J O S H. Anyway, today we are going to be doing a fantasy draft. Shout out to all fantasy everything. We're going to be doing an all fantasy everything style fantasy draft of an NBA game. So we will be drafting an NBA team from any year, an arena, a halftime show, a concession item, and a mascot. This will be in no particular order. Keep in mind that the team that you pick comes with all the players, coaches, staff, uniforms, everything like that. Uh, but the arena, halftime show, concession item, mascot, those items can be from any sport. So, for instance, Josh, I know you're a big fan of Mr. Met, the mascot. So oh, if yeah. you wanted to take him, you could. That's just one example. So before we get into that, though... 
We're going to just check in on where the NBA is at with the coronavirus and everything like that. Get it out of the way, and then we won't worry about it. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five star review and a comment, and you will get a shout out on the show. Uh, nothing has happened. So let's. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, a few more people have gotten it. Kevin Durant tested positive. Uh, Jim Dolan from the Knicks, uh, he actually tested positive very recently too. But Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have been cleared, they tested negative. So it's still spreading, but healing fairly quickly. Haven't had too many issues in the NBA so far still. The NBA is still aiming for a midsummer return, but we haven't really heard much on that lately because everything is pretty uncertain. So we'll keep you up to date as we hear more, but there's really not much information at this point. So let's just get into our draft. Uh, as is tradition with all fantasy everything, we will be starting our draft by determining the order of the draft with a rollicking game of rock, paper, scissors. And before we start that, I will remind you, it is a serpentine draft. Oh, what's that? <laughs> so, you know, when in a baseball game, when the outfielders are tossing the ball around to get warmed up in between innings or before the game. So imagine that the left fielder has the ball. And then every catch is a new pick. So the left fielder throws the ball to center field, who throws the ball to right field, who pops it out of his glove, catches it, and then throws it back to center field. And that's a serpentine draft. Ah, so essentially, if you pick third in the first round, you pick first in the second round. That's right. Yes. Okay. So let's start with our rollicking game of rock, paper, scissors to determine the order of the draft. The winner in our odd man out style three-way rock, paper, scissors determines the order. We'll go on shoot. So rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ready? Ready. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Charlie wins. Odd man out here. Yes. So what will the order of our serpentine draft be? Okay. I will be picking second. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. And first, I'm going to let the guest, Josh, go oh, first. Perfect. And Mitch, hot that corner. puts you in the hot corner. Hot corner. Going third. All right. So remember also, there's no specific order you have to go in. If you want to pick your team first, you can. Or if you want to pick your concession item first, you can. So with the first pick in the 2020 first ever Sunny and Phoenix podcast, all fantasy everything tribute NBA game draft, Josh, what is your first pick? With the first overall pick in the draft, I'm going to choose my mascot. And I'm choosing Gritty. Ah, uh, I knew that was going to happen. I knew. I knew it. Why Gritty? Why Gritty? Because he's insane, and he, there was a police report filed about Gritty, so he's just an incredible thing. Can't this, say person. This sounds a lot like you, Josh. <laughs> Can I say? <laughs> okay, so Gritty. <laughs> All right. And yes. yeah, we will be keeping track of this. So at the end we can, um, 
go through everything. So Josh goes with his mascot, Gritty. All right. Second pick. You guys know what I have to do. I have to go with the gorilla. Been a long time fan of the gorilla. This is a Phoenix Suns podcast. I have to keep it real. But the gorilla, I've just been a fan of for such a long time since I've been a little kid. I've always thought that this gorilla mascot is so unique to a team called the Suns in Phoenix. Why is it a gorilla? It's because the guy walked into the first Suns game wearing a gorilla costume and they said, do you want to be our mascot? And it's stuck. It's it's fantastic. I love the story. And I, I've I've met the gorilla. I've gotten numerous high fives from the gorilla. So got to go with go there. Yeah, you know, the gorilla is a solid mascot, I will say. Uh, having interacted with him uh, previously as well. <laughs> he was on my list, so I should I should scratch that off here. Uh, his his full name is Go. 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 G O. Did you know that, Josh? I did not. Yeah, his name is Go. He. I, one reason I put him on my list too is um, because he does dunks off a trampoline. Ooh. Right. I don't know if all mascots do that. I know a few do, but. I don't know if any other mascots do that. It's pretty unique. I know, yeah, I know that some do. I, I'm trying to think of any teams that wouldn't or it couldn't be possible for their mascot, but I'm not. None are coming into mind of teams that don't. I can't imagine Gritty doing that. No. Or no. the Philly Fanatic. Can't imagine that. Ooh. I would like to see Mr. Met dunk off a trampoline. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Similar to the Syracuse orange mascot, which is just a round orange yeah. ball. Yeah. Is is it the fruit or the color? Someone we might get into that later. Deep, we might get into that later. <laughs> Someone needs to do a deep dive about mascots and see who has the most like separated mascot from their team. You know, like Suns and Gorilla. Like, what's that? You know, the Magic have a dragon. That makes sense. Orange has a blob of orange. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a, a really Suns have a gorilla. Yeah. Yeah, what other teams have a mascot that's like not at all related? The Avalanche, their mascot is a St. Bernard, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, they're the... They're like the rescue well, dogs. One of the kind of rescue dogs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or... The Pacers have this weird cat thing. Okay. Yeah, that is not a. So there's one. Okay. It's not a car. Is the Thunder's mascot a bison? It is. Yeah. yeah. That's a. That's another good one. Maybe like the thundering herd, if you think of it that like maybe that's a play on words there, but uh, I don't see where that comes from. Yeah. Oh, crimson tide, and an elephant. Yeah, and an elephant. That's a good one. That is. A good <clears throat> Huh, there's a lot like this. And that's just off the top of the dome. Yeah. Huh. Okay, okay. Well, the gorilla's a great pick. So, with my first pick, uh, I'm going to take my halftime show. And Ooh. I'm going to take Prince's 2007 Super Bowl halftime show. Oh. Oh. You yeah. can't beat that. Yeah. That was good. I In the rain. Yeah, yes. The purple rain. Purple rain. So I, 
I have a couple others on this list that I'm not going to mention because they could also get taken. But this was a really tough decision, and that's why I went with it first. Uh, probably the best Super Bowl halftime show ever. Uh, does anyone disagree with that? No. no. I don't think I can disagree with that. Yeah, no. it was great. Um, and also, I'm using this opportunity to bring Prince back from the dead. Oh. Bonus so, points for that. Yeah. Now, I don't know. We didn't go into the uh, the how long this lasts. I don't know if this is like a one night thing or if he's just alive again, like for good, but either way, I think people would enjoy it. Well, that show might be tough to do multiple times. Might be a one off. That's, that's, that's very possible, man. I didn't even think of Super Bowl halftime. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why I said from any sport. (laughs) No, that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. Mm hmm. And then, since it is a serpentine draft, my next pick, so the first pick of the second round, I'm going to take my concession item, and I'm going to take a pretzel dog from Wetzel's Pretzels. I'm taking this because, one, I like getting twisted with my boy Wetzel. Shout out Trevor Wallace on YouTube. Um, And you get two items in one because we're only taking one concession item. So you get a pretzel and a hot dog in one. That's a, that's a solid move. I don't think we can, I I don't think any of the concession items are going to be tough to disagree with because there's just so many. And I know how much you love Wetzel's pretzels because nearly every game we go to, if you, if you don't get one, you said that you considered getting one, and you always let me know that. Yeah, I do. I usually <laughs> check. And if I don't get one, it's because the line was too long. Because Which it's so it's, good. Right. It's a it's a hot ticket item. Everyone right. wants it. Right. It's also versatile because you can get cheese. You can get marinara. I don't know if they have other options. I only get the cheese. <laughs> I imagine there may be another option. It's It's solid. Yeah, I like that. So okay, go back to me now. And you know, I have to go halftime show after you picking Prince. I'm gonna go with the current one, one that's still in the game right now, one that everybody loves, Red Panda. Yep. How do you compete with Red Panda? At We've seen so many halftime shows come and go through Phoenix Suns games, and there isn't one that gets the crowd as riled up as Red Panda. And for those of you who don't know, this is a lady who rides a very tall unicycle and kicks bowls up and balances them on her head, and she catches the bowls while riding a unicycle, and it's, it's amazing. It's flat out amazing. She's been doing it for a long time, too. I don't have the stats on this, but... And I've never seen her drop anything, either. I never have, either. We've seen her a few times. Two or three times, yeah. Two or three. Yeah. It's... it's, uh, You know, some people say that people are put on Earth to do one thing and do it well, and she found it. Yeah. Yeah, Red Panda. 
Yeah, she's very good. She was actually first on my list. She was the first person I thought of. Yeah, and when we were yeah when we were talking about this yesterday, we all knew without saying it that she would be number one. But I reconsidered after I remembered uh, Super Bowl halftime shows were in play. (laughs) And I I have to say one thing before we move on. Some of you may be questioning my strategy of hopping into topics that have already been chosen in, but. The gorilla and red panda were the top two on my entire list. Oh, wow. It it felt good to lock them in. Yeah, wow. I don't even care who I watch play as long as the gorilla's there to entertain me and the red panda. I mean, come on. (laughs) I'm not trying to call you out, Charlie, but that is what all the teams say after they draft their their pick, no matter what guy it was. That's he a was good number point. one on their list. We wanted yeah. DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris were one two on our list in 2016. Tyler Ulis was three. What a horrible year. Yeah, and you know what, Tyler Ulis, we're so confident in your five eight frame that we're gonna give you a first round contract, even though we drafted you in the second round. Yeah, Golden State like... Warriors legend Dragon Bender. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, Marquise Chris, too. The Twin yep. Towers starting lineup against the Phoenix Suns. Well, he had sad. one good game all year, and it was against us. Revenge game. <sighs> yeah, the revenge game. Yeah, and it, you know, it's so interesting that that happened after the tribute video and when they played that I'm coming, I'm home, coming home, I'm coming, after they played that song when they announced him in the starting lineup. Yep. After all that, I guess it just hyped him up. It backfired. Yeah. I loved watching the tribute video of all the missed layups. <laughs> the summer oh, league man. performances. Yeah. We tried to run Dragon Bender at point guard in summer league. I remember being at one time really excited about the prospect of Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris, big man pick and rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. High, low post game. Yeah. High, low pick and roll. There's Why probably not? high school teams that could run that better than those two. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And that's, I mean, yeah, it's kind of offensive to Chris and Bender. I'll give them that. But <laughs> I'm more complimenting the high school teams. There's a lot of really great high school players out there nowadays. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing to see. It's a lot different than when we were kids. I'll tell you that. But I don't, hmm. yeah, I don't miss those days. Not one bit. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. All right, so Red Panda, good pick. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right, so back to me. Yes. So I have two picks now, so I have a little more freedom. So I think just to put my priorities right, I'm going to put my concession food next. I'm just going to go with the classic, nachos. Nachos. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Got, you got to have the jalapeno slices. Yes, sir. But yeah, get the cheese that they push a button out of the machine. <laughs> yep, yep. That's Not right. the real stuff. And or pickles, right? Isn't that what Phoenix has? Yeah, pickles, pickles instead of jalapenos. Yeah. Sweet pickles. The cheese is cold. The mm. chips are stale. The parking lots are empty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> okay, do you have a, a chip of choice? Do you have like a tortilla chip brand that you go to every time? 
Well, I don't have a store. I don't have a store brand because we have like local shops that we get uh, chips from that are a lot better. Yeah. But I don't have a brand, but the circle ones. Oh, the circle <laughs> the ones. Perfect like circle, circle chips. chips. And now mm. are you looking to open them? Like open the plastic and pour the chips out yourself? Or are you looking for them to be opened already? No, I need to open them myself. Oh, okay. You're an open them yourself kind of guy. Yeah. Interesting. See, I think that's too much work. Yeah. And then there's yeah. like any cheese. There's never enough cheese on those open yourself kind of nachos. That's true. Yeah, like when they I'm not big. Have you seen when they give you the cup of nacho cheese? Not yes. not what a get, waste. Let's get get yeah. real. Just pour I, I some want, cheese right into the tray. Now, don't get me wrong. It's nice every once in a while to get one of those extra crunchy chips that just has a little cheese on the side. But I want that one that's like so soggy because it's drenched. Oh, in yeah. No, you need one or two of those. No, you need one or two of those. That's how you know there's enough cheese. Oh, well, if it's like cereal, you know, that you got the crunchy stuff on top, but then once you get to the exactly. ones that were and now milk. I'm saying I love the soggy cheese drenched ones, but you don't have to eat those. That's just a gauge for knowing there's enough cheese. But then you're being wasteful. Who wants to do that? <laughs> or you just eat from the bottom. You grab those ones first. Well, then you're a madman because your fingers <laughs> get so messy and you're at a basketball get game. It. You're not sitting in your living room watching a game. You're at a basketball game. You want cheesy fingers? You can see. They have I need to. Wet, I need to clarify I something. Use. I I don't like when they give you a separate plastic cup of cheese, like that's sealed already. You know, like it's pre pre done. I don't like that. I like when they pour the cheese out of the the hot cheese machine, whatever you want to call that. <laughs> yeah. I I like it in the separate place so you can dip the chips into the cheese that's how i prefer it that's fine yeah and then you can put the jalapenos on the chips exactly and then you don't get the insane cheese log chip at the bottom because you're dipping all the chips and you can make them as cheesy as you want it's up to you fine (laughs) (laughs) fine says so now to begin the third round, Josh, your yes. first pick of the third round. So with this pick, I'm going to go with my stadium. And I highly doubt either of you guys will choose this option. But I am going to pick the Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Ooh, ooh, a good choice. Good choice. Butler Stadium. It's really nice. And if Butler didn't upset Gonzaga one year when we were number one, I would like it a lot more. Yeah, I but remember. Yeah. That was the game. Was that the game where uh, David Stockton was throwing yep. that inbounds pass and it got yeah, yeah. the awful yep. inbounds pass? I remember that all too well. But yeah, it's a beautiful stadium. And yeah. I've never been there, even though I've been to Indianapolis, which I that should. Town. That's that's Josh's. That's the motherland for Josh. The mo- Were the you mother- born out there? Yeah. What city? Indianapolis. Oh. oh. And what's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> <laughs> 
Just kidding. Just kidding. Need I, the last four digits I, of my. I know it already. I don't know why I even asked. Oh, <laughs> but I could use the name of your first pet. Yeah, and what what kind of Spark? car did you drive? What was the first kind of car you drove? Do you need my last four digits of my social too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> no, but that's a good pick. It is a really nice arena. I like their lighting too. They yeah, have lighting. Ooh. It's important. It is important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good one. Something else that's important is the NBA team that we're going to watch. And that's what I'm going to go with in this round. Ah, this is tough. I'm going to go the 95-96 Bulls. Oh, wow. It's MJ, who I will argue is the GOAT, will always be. I don't know if what someone could do to make me change my mind on that. LeBron hasn't done it yet, and I think he's out of uh, he's out of contention in my mind. So if I can see MJ play a game again, I think that that's what it would be. And it's, it's not just MJ. You got Pippen. You've got Rodman. I mean, entertainment value. You could put him as a halftime show, maybe. Get, get him in with the Red Panda. <laughs> get something going on there. I'd take it. But then you got Ku coach, you got Kerr. That, that's such a good team. And they had, how many wins this season? 72 and 10. They were, it was the best season ever up until, you know, just a few years ago. So they got if the I, ring, though. They did get the ring, though. And that's where I got to go with it. You get Phil Jackson as your head coach. Uh, it, it's just, it's too good. That team is one that I'd like to see play again. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, possibly the best team of all time, some might say. Um, I, I want to talk about your uh, Jordan-LeBron uh, <laughs> thing really quick, because I still think Michael Jordan is, is the GOAT, um, but I think LeBron still has a chance to pass that. I wouldn't say he's completely out of contention yet because LeBron could still play for like five more years. Yeah, I think he could. He can. Yeah, I don't think he can lose another finals if you want to call him the GOAT. MJ went undefeated. Mm, that's so, interesting. Yeah, he's overall record in playoff appearances and final appearances. I, I just don't think that even if these next five years are somehow magical, I it's not going to happen for him. But I, I just got to go with MJ. And it's a different... It's something different about the way that they play. Yeah, LeBron's probably the better teammate for all of these, but <clears throat> it hasn't won him titles like MJ. So I don't know. It's tough to go wherever. LeBron's great. Him and Kobe are my on the next tier for me. That's there's no denying that. So, but I, I got to stick with MJ. Yeah, fair mm-hmm. enough. Okay. Well, let's see here. I with the last pick of the third round, I'm gonna go with my arena, and I'm gonna take the McCarthy Athletic Center. 
the home of the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Uh, I love this arena. I've spent many, 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 many hours in this arena. Um, Love McCarthy. It's very small. It only holds like 5,000 people. So it's very intimate. I think it would be really cool to see an NBA game in an intimate setting like that. And since I was in the band there, I could go back to my original spot without an issue, uh, which is a good spot. I'm very comfortable watching games there. So... Um, yeah, I got to go with the Mac. Um, Josh, you probably have some thoughts on the Mac. I've considered that. I I thought about the the uh, small stadium too. I thought that would be just have like the equivalent of the student section for N- an NBA team. Just have those people yelling at them from that close. Yep. Rather yep. than the rich people who are sitting so close to the courts yeah it's uh (laughs) it it would be very different it definitely would um it's it's just there's something about it every time you walk in it's magical um i don't feel that way with talking stick resort arena um it's just not the same and college is way different for sure so that's i think that's a big part of of this is like a lot of times people will have a stronger connection to a college team. If they went there, if they were like part of it, like, of course I love the Suns, no question, but I was never like part of the Phoenix Suns organization, you know, Gonzaga, you know, Josh, we were both students there. You know, we were, when we say, Oh, we did this, we did that. It was actually us. They were representing the school we went to. Yeah. (laughs) And it always will be. (laughs) <laughs> go zags go zags go zags yeah um okay and then for my first pick of the fourth round i'm gonna pick my team and i'm gonna choose the 0506 phoenix suns um western conference finals This is the team that I really fell in love with basketball with. You know, it was Steve Nash's uh, second year in his return to the Suns. You had all of everyone's favorites, Amari Stoudemire, um, Leandro Barbosa, Boris Diaw, Raja Bell, Sean Marion, Tim Thomas, and Kurt Thomas were both on that team. Thomas Um, Bros. Yep. So I, I loved this team. It was... I mean, just an amazing team to watch, seven seconds or less. Um, oh, I forgot to mention Pat Burke was on this team. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was – I mean, I seriously just fell in love with this team, 05, 06, the playoff run. I mean, it didn't end how we wanted it to. I mean, it was – yeah, I don't like talking about <laughs> what happened in the end. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone really does. Any Suns fans really enjoy that. But this was just a great team. Yeah, this was one of the teams that really got me going back into my deep Phoenix Suns fandom, I'd say. When I was a kid, it was Barkley, and then there was a bit of a lull for me. But when this team started coming back around the seven seconds or less, that I was bought into. It It was Steve Nash. It was Amari Stoudemire. It was Sean Marion. Those three guys were 
so fun to watch. They all did something different. Steve was a magician, and that that season was a good one for Suns basketball for sure. Yeah, Josh thoughts. It's a solid pick. I mean, I don't know much about the Suns, but I do remember Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. So you don't they have definitely any left a mark. You you can't think of any fond formative childhood memories surrounding the mid two thousands Phoenix Suns teams. You know I can't say I do, but who remember them? This podcast. Yeah, get this guy off the show. Why do we talk so kindly about him? Uh, no, no, that's okay though. I'm glad you recognize true talent. All right, back to me. I have a couple picks left here. I'm going to go concession item. I'm just going to finish this out for us. I'm not going to mess around. Hot buttered popcorn, baby. You can't beat it. It's it's nice. If you get a big old bucket of it, like I like to do at games, (laughs) it lasts throughout the whole game. You always have a little something to munch on. So the popcorn is the way to go. And I believe Steph Curry has a arena popcorn power ranking list out there, which shows where the best popcorn is. So if Curry feels that way about it, I mean, I think that's a solid pick to go with. I knew you were going to pick that. That's you, a, that's because every you sit game next kind of to thing. me at every game. Yeah. And it's always yeah. popcorn. Yep. It's also one of the cheaper items, which is yeah. an interesting, interesting note. And now if that were the only item at the game, I'm sure they would charge $25 for it. But, oh, absolutely. And, yeah. Both of us tried to step away from the eat dinner at the game because yeah. that, that gets crazy if you hit as many games as we do. Yes. So yes. a nice, nice cheap popcorn to, to last the whole game. It's the way to go. It is. That's a really solid pick. Yeah, good one. Josh, do you like popcorn? Yeah, I like popcorn. It's a vegetable, it's too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So I've heard. Popped corn. Popped corn, and then, like any vegetable, if you add enough butter and salt, it's going to taste pretty good. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Little hollandaise, maybe? Oh. Uh, (laughs) I don't know about that. No, that wouldn't be good. (laughs) Maybe, though. Just plain buttered popcorn, not caramel corn or kettle corn. No, I'm I'm sticking true to the game. You you go get the industrial sized bucket of it at the concession stand and you're you're set. Now this is an interesting pick because you don't necessarily have to get that from a concession stand. They could bring it to you. Oh yeah. So that's another pro. That is true. So you brought up uh oh did you say kettle corn or did you say yeah. caramel corn? I said both. Okay, because I was curious. What do you guys think of kettle corn? I don't I like it. Oh, I love it. Oh. I'm not huge on kettle corn, but if there's a little chocolate or caramel involved in Ooh, it, okay. then I can get yeah. behind that. It's got to yeah, be enough fair. of a sweet treat to make it like a treat. And I think yeah. plain kettle corn doesn't quite hit that for me. Mm, I like it. Remember those tins where you could get like kettle corn, caramel corn, and regular or cheddar yeah. or whatever? Those things were great. White cheddar popcorn. If I get white cheddar popcorn in one of those, it's I don't care what are in the other two slots of the tin. As long as one's (laughs) white cheddar, I'm cool. Well, and that's what they called you in high school, right? 
What's that? That's what they called you in high school, right? White Cheddar? White Cheddar, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have a friend whose last name was Cheddar. We called him Cheese, but Ooh. we should have been calling him White Cheddar this whole time. I might have to, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I might have to shoot him a text after the show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What up, White Cheddar? <laughs> You'd like it. Oh, good. Okay, Josh. All right. So these are my final two picks. So I'll give my team first. I'm going with the 2003-2004 Detroit Pistons. Wow, the bad boy yeah. Pistons. The, Is that the bad upset. Boy I think they called them that. That was the nice well, team. Too. The bad like, boy Pistons were. That's like, long before it, but it's stuck yeah. with them. But it's yeah. stuck, yeah. This is like the Malice in the Palace. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I mean, who doesn't like an underdog story? And just for a little background, if you don't remember, they were, the Lakers were favored 5-1. to one. They had, the Lakers had, or the Pistons had 5-1 to one odds to win. No one counted them out, or everyone counted them out. This is the Lakers team they beat. They had Kobe. Derek Fisher, Rick Foss, Rick Fox, Horace Grant, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, and Shaq. <laughs> what a weird team. And they That's crazy. won four to one. And so I don't know. And I'm this is a Pistons. Done. This is a Pistons team with Billups, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, ben Wallace. Rasheed Wallace, Rasheed oh, that's, that's a lot of Dude, face masks on the court. That's right. And <laughs> this is a favorite team of Devin Booker's. This is who he grew up following, and I think Rip Hamilton is one of his favorite players of all time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't mess with anyone named Rip. No. Even if he weighs 150 pounds soaking wet, which I'm pretty sure <laughs> Rip Hamilton did. Yeah, I still wouldn't mess. Don't with them. mess with anyone named Rip. Yeah, this was a fun team. I do remember this team. Uh, yeah. I actually really didn't like them um, because I remember watching Malice in the Palace. I had turned that game on because it was against the Pacers, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, I had turned that game on, and the Pacers had uh, they had those pinstripe jerseys yep. in that game, I believe. And uh, oh, who was the big guy with the cornrows who played Jermaine O'Neal? Yeah, yeah, Jermaine O'Neal. Um, yeah, I remember watching this live, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And I was like, well, I don't like the Pistons. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd agree with that most of the time, but I thought that I figured at least one of you guys would pick like a goat team. So I like the underdog. Yeah, that's a good potential. one. And I think if I were to go back and watch that team now, I would probably like them. Yeah, yeah for sure. Good one. All right. My final pick is my halftime show. <laughs> and my pick is the 2011 Thanksgiving Day halftime show in Detroit. Nickelback. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember that. It was bad. At, yeah, at that Lions game. Oh, my gosh. It was awful. Actually, my pick is the dog that catches the frisbee. Oh, I I already typed <laughs> I like the in one Nickelback. Where he throws it across the football field. I already typed <laughs> in Nickelback. 
<laughs> <It's> stuck. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, you're going with a frisbee catching dog. Frisbee catching dog. That's what I when we first thought of this, that was what came to my mind when I thought of halftime shows. So Oh. All right. So I have to say, since we've completed the halftime show thing, I'm gonna just say dogs are great halftime shows. I had two written on my list. Um, one was the dog races that we just saw in the last game, Mitch. That was good, yeah. Dog relay races. That was sweet. And another one is the monkey that rides the dog. Oh, I don't know yeah. if that still yep, goes on, good... but I remember seeing that, I think, at the state fair when I was a kid. But I know that it's a halftime show as well, and that that's pretty legit. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so that rounds out Josh's draft. Don't worry, we'll have time for honorable mentions at the end here. Okay. I, I just had, I just oh, like yeah. Dags, and I had to talk about Dags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck, you're, you have one pick, your arena. Okay, and none of the arenas on my list have been taken because you guys went with some uh, personal favorites. <laughs> so I'm wondering if I should do my personal favorite. No, I'm not. I'm going to go with the Phoenix Madhouse on McDowell, Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum, because I never got to see a game played there, and apparently that place got rowdy and loud. And the way the arena was built was meant to be loud, and I don't know if they were quite doing that as often back in the day, but, I mean, the, the Suns played here from 68 to 92 and that's how some good Phoenix Suns teams go through the arena. So just as a throwback, I'd put that one. And very cool that the Mercury are going to play there next season. So we'll be able to actually go see a game there. And me, who never got a chance to go see it when the Suns were playing there, I'm excited to go in and check it out now. Yeah, that's a good one. I've never been there either, but um, we do have that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. Huh. Nice. Okay. Well, for my last pick, I have my mascot. And I'm going to choose Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want Josh to be my mascot. I want to see you jumping off some trampolines and dunking. I want to see you holding uh, an extremely large sign that says, get loud, or something like that. Um, okay. I, I want to see you risking risking your job by being on the court for slightly too long. Um, I want to see you firing a t-shirt cannon. I want it all. So I'm picking Josh for my mascot. <laughs> all right. That's such a good pick. What what does the Josh mascot wear? Is there a uniform? Oh, no. He's wearing that day. <laughs> he just shows up and that's that just shows up and walks right onto the court and everyone knows who he is yeah <laughs> i feel like Josh... you need to base the team around him too though like the celtics they have their, their right. little fighting irishman there pretty or whatever you you do call him lucky the leprechaun i believe yeah you have him so you need to base the team around josh well, i don't think he's a I mean... Suns gorilla type of guy. This, though. The, the team I picked is the Suns, and Josh is a son. Oh. Whoa. Shout out Josh's dad. That's right. And mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she helped. 
<laughs> I think she did most of it, but <laughs> we don't need to get into that. Or do you want to tell your birth story on there, Josh? <laughs> I'll talk about that in next episode. Le- leave that for the Patreon. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. Patreon for Josh's birth story. <laughs> oh, wow. Heck of a draft. Okay. So uh, let's go through here. Um, Josh picked first, and he took the 0304 Detroit Pistons playing in Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana, home of the Butler Bulldogs. Halftime show, a dog catching a frisbee while eating nachos with Gritty from the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> Charlie went second. And he took watching the 95, 96, 72, and 10 Michael Jordan Bulls playing at the Madhouse on McDowell with Red Panda for the halftime show eating popcorn with the Suns Gorilla, also named Go, as the mascot. I picked the 2005-2006 Phoenix Suns, seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns, playing in the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane, Washington, Gonzaga University, watching Prince's 2007 Super Bowl halftime show while eating a Wetzel pretzel pretzel dog with Josh as the mascot. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Those are some solid picks. Yeah, that was good. All right. uh, Honorable mentions. Anything that didn't get picked that was on your list that's of note. I have uh, one. Okay, yeah, let's go. hear it. I've got another team. This one, they're not as good as the Bulls, but the 2017-2018 LA Lakers. Um, no. They just had such a ridiculously bad team. <laughs> oh. and so many weird <laughs> names. That's true. That it was just fun to watch. <laughs> I like that. Running the show. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Uh, I had beer as a concession. Oh. <laughs> um, I had that I, too, but you have to you have to have a few bucks in your pocket if you want a beer. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I also had Stevie Wonder and Gloria Estefan's 1999 Super Bowl halftime show on my list. Oh, I had the Casper Events Center in Casper, Ooh. Wyoming, as my arena. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had the Huron Arena from Huron, South Dakota, which is, I believe, the nicest place to watch a basketball game in the state of South Dakota, even after the Pentagon in Sioux Falls has been built. It's still the Huron Arena. It's mm. it's the best. Tell me what the Mitchell Corn Palace is. The Mitchell Corn Palace has, <laughs> first of all, as a player, it's the worst floor in the state. There were dead spots everywhere. But the Corn Palace itself, it's a building downtown Mitchell, South Dakota. It's on a corner. And it's it looks pretty much like it like a large arena type building. But on the outside, it's completely the outer layer is completely made up of ears of corn. And they use different ears that have like brown ears of corn and yellow ears of corn to do color changes. And some there's some designs that on there and stuff. I'm not. This this was my least favorite place in the state because Miss Mitchell was our rival, and I didn't uh-huh. I didn't like going there. So I I don't really have anything nice to say about it. But the seating itself was interesting because it was almost like concert seating. 
like a like an auditorium type deal with the levels. It was really weird all around. Wouldn't recommend mm. it. I recommend the Huron Arena in downtown Huron, South Dakota. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Good to know. Yep, thanks. All right. Any other honorable mentions? I got one more. Youth okay. basketball at halftime. I think that's... Yeah. Oh. That can be fun. It, you know, it's it's no Super Bowl halftime show, but it's actually... It's wholesome. It's fun. And if one of those little kids gets on a run... The arena gets loud and it's, it's, it's funny. That's true. I like that. It's cool. That's true. Speaking of the arena getting loud, I had the Golden Grannies on my oh, list as well. They're yeah. not they're they're not quite halftime show though. They're quarter break show. Right, I know, but they deserve halftime. They could they could get a full halftime. It's like yeah. seven minutes. They could get a halftime. They show. gotta earn their uh, way. They give them a few <laughs> you think those ladies could dance for seven minutes? I mean, I think they could dance for part of it. Maybe introduce themselves for part of it. That would, yeah, like a in rap form. Ooh, a rap, yeah. I think that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, did, I don't think they actually performed this year. The Grannies? Yeah. They did. They did. They? did. I, yeah. don't, I don't think I saw them at all. Or the Dancing Dads. I didn't see the Dads, but I definitely saw the Grannies. Okay. Oh, maybe I did see them at like the very beginning of the season. You didn't when we were walking home, we saw the bus that was heading back to Mesa. You didn't see that? <laughs> uh, With all the granny, you don't yeah, remember that? I don't no, it's not ringing a bell, but I believe you. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, well, that will wrap up our draft. That was really fun. Uh, send in your picks uh, at Sunny and PHX Pod on Twitter. Send us what you would choose, what you would draft. Uh, I'd love to see that. But let's move on to our non-sports section of the show. We have a straight-up question, and this was uh, a, an argument that some people had in one of my friend groups uh, recently. So we're gonna ask it on here. The question is: Is blue a flavor? <laughs> Josh? Is blue a flavor? I, yeah, the guest needs to open this up. I believe. Yeah. No, blue isn't a flavor. Josh, oh, I blue is no. a flavor. Yes, it is. What makes it a flavor? Because of the way it tastes. <laughs> you think you could taste blue? <laughs> yeah, I do. I've been thinking about this the whole episode. <laughs> we need to find someone and give them every flavor of Gatorade. And ask them what color they think it is. And that would be the only way I'd agree with this. (laughs) So this is is where my side of the argument comes from. Gatorade has a flavor called Cool Blue. That's literally (laughs) what the flavor is. How is that not a flavor? That's the name of the flavor. That's not the flavor. What's the flavor then? I don't know. But it's not blue. That's why it's blue. How about this? Where do you fall on the lines of blue raspberry? That's not raspberry. Do you call that? It's not. You consider that a flavor, right? Yeah, I'd consider that a. But it's not raspberry. But it doesn't taste like raspberry. So what does it taste like? I would say blue. Blue. It tastes like blue raspberry because blue raspberry doesn't exist. That's. Then how does it taste like that? Look, we could ask questions like this all day. 
No, uh, I, so you I don't, don't have any. <laughs> How about this, Mitch? Was the flavor blue invented, or did it just accidentally happen? That's a it's... question. That's a good question. I mean, were any flavors invented? I would assume so. There are a lot of food scientists out there. I bet they can, they've created flavors. Mountain yeah. Dew's not natural. That's true. <laughs> Cheetos. That's not lemon or lime, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess it could be created. Sure. And there's one created named Blue. Yeah. And it's blue in color, and it tastes blue. Mm-hmm. It's just like orange. There's orange Gatorade, too. And now is that the fruit or the color? Yeah, that's, that's Yeah, it's both. <laughs> it's both, exactly. But, a, but blue isn't a flavor. <laughs> it's the name. <laughs> I I disagree. I respectfully disagree, Josh. Blue is a flavor. Cool. Do you blue. think that orange Gatorade tastes more like orange juice or tang? I don't know if I've ever had tang. Oh, it I doesn't it taste tastes... like orange juice. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think it tastes like orange the color. Me too. That's that's <laughs> no. where I'm going too. Because <laughs> it definitely does not taste like an orange, like the what you peel and eat. Right. It does not taste like an orange. <laughs> it tastes like orange the color. And aren't another... red and fruit punch yeah. really just the yeah. same thing? Or black cherry? But that's a flavor. You could say fruit punch <laughs> right? is red because that's, it's a gosh, flavor. That's the, que- the whole question is, is blue a flavor? And, and you're I saying say that's no. a flavor. What red is blue flavored as? Do you see what I'm saying? Whatever cool blue Gatorade tastes like. I don't know how to describe it. It's an indescribable sweet taste. Like, if it was called cool blue raspberry, I'd be cool with it. <laughs> okay, here, hold on. <laughs> I want to see how Gatorade describes it. I actually could bring something up to play here. Bring Watermelon. It. Watermelon. When you have something that's artificially flavored watermelon, does it taste like watermelon? Not really. I don't think so. Right. So I propose that that flavor just be called pink now. Okay. Like Starburst. Starburst. Pink Starburst is that? It's just pink. It's not watermelon because that's not water. Watermelon tastes more like water than anything. Do you think now, they extract watermelon, melon, <laughs> to get the flavor? Absolutely not. Could you imagine how many watermelon you'd have to extract to get a little bit of watermelon extract? That's just true. Just eat the watermelon. Yeah. yeah. At that point, just eat it. Right. Okay, I've got a description on Cool Blue, though. All right. It says, Cool Blue can be too aggressive for some. It's tart owing much of its flavor to an icy blue blast of citric oh acid. <laughs> but the sweeter notes of honey and acai are beyond refreshing. <laughs> okay, there's not honey or acai in <laughs> I, I agree, I agree. I'm just reading. Don't shoot the messenger, Josh. <laughs> they said icy blue flavor or something icy along those lines. blue blast of citric acid. 
So is it more of a flavor or more of a blast? How did you flavor <laughs> what acid? What flavors did they use? I think we can settle this. We can settle this by saying it's a blast. <laughs> Not a flavor, but a blast. It's an icy blue blast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. Okay, we settled it. Yep. And this is where we end the show now, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I feel like it's time to end the show. <laughs> we thank you guys for tuning in. We thank a real man's man, Josh Cranwetter, for coming on the show. That's at Josh Cran with a K. Make sure you follow him. Follow us at Sunny and PHX Pod. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in to this goofy episode. We're going to have some fun with some things for the next few weeks until there's basketball back. It's just the way it's going to happen. So please continue to join in and listen to our hilariously funny comedy podcast (laughs) with your favorite funny comedian podcasters, Mitch, Chuck, and sometimes Josh. Yeah. Go Suns. I'm blue.